Welcome everyone to Live Your Dream with Angelica. Today we are going to talk about how we are not all on the same boat. Here we go. Good morning everyone and welcome to another Live Your Dream with Angelica podcast. Today I am recording from Williams, Arizona where I'm out on some BLM land in a place called Dogtown Road. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's been like to travel during this time and the people that we've interacted with. So as full-time RVers, we don't really have a choice but to interact with other people. We don't have a choice but to go to the grocery store every few days. Uh, We carry about 45 gallons of water. We did up our water that we could carry by getting a couple of containers at Walmart. We were actually lucky to find two of the last five gallon jugs there and they were just they were in the wrong place so we got really lucky so we now have three five gallon jugs a seven gallon jug that we carry drinking water and our onboard carries 45 gallons of water we also have an external tank that carries 35 gallons of water that we use to refill our onboard we use about on average including drinking water about 11 gallons of water a day that includes what our dogs drink we have two large dogs so that's our drinking water and the water that we use to wash our dishes and to wash ourselves wash our hands etc Which is also an interesting point because, you know, when you have a limited amount of water, you can't stand there for 20 seconds with the water on while you wash your hands. You can't come in from the outside and shower every single time and change all your clothes because we don't have a washer and dryer here and we have very limited water. So the more water we use, the more often we have to go out. So basically what I've realized is that the whole thing is really ineffective. The whole idea of shutdown and lockdown is really ineffective. As we've been traveling, because you really aren't supposed to stay on public land more than 14 days, 46% of the campgrounds and public lands combined are closed. Um, That information comes from Campendium. Uh, You can find campendium.com. They have a very good list of what's open and what's not. And they have a searchable feature that allows you to search for what campgrounds are open and what places are closed. So we've had to move anyway uh, or incur extraordinary costs to try and find and stay at an RV park. That's not even our preferred form of travel. And originally we were at an RV park, but... We had to move because it was our time was up. And we noticed that it was worse than an RV park. Um, There's all kinds of things that you're constantly touching and you're interacting with people nonstop. And honestly, everyone, for the most part at the RV park, was over 65 or over 55. So you're interacting with an older population, which we felt like at the beginning probably wasn't the right thing to do. But now, having traveled and been in three different states during this time, um, I really have come to the conclusion that the whole the whole thing behind COVID is blown out of proportion. I still have yet to meet anyone who's had it 
or anyone who has it. Um, I've met a number of people and talked to a number of people who say they've had it or not. No, I'm sorry, don't say they have had it, but say that they know someone who's had it. Say they have a family member or a friend or a friend of a friend, but no one who actually can confirm that they've had it. Um, it seems like the numbers are very close to the flu. Um, and I'm not negating that there was a higher number of people in New York but we have to look at, you know, something I said very early on was that I felt like viruses and flus, they interact with us like um, that those of us who live out in warmer climates have less of an incidence. And according to NPR and their statistics on how many people per 100,000 people had it, um, that your population per 100,000 people, the numbers really do speak to the places with warmer client, climates did not have the high number of cases. Even Florida had numbers comparable to Nevada for their population percentage. So um, I really think that it has been blown out of proportion. Now, what I have noticed is that there are a number of people who have already lost their businesses, people I know. Uh, I know many, many people who have lost their jobs. And um, a lot of people who were gig workers are not getting unemployment. And that's a big thing right now. Gig working is a huge thing, particularly in the community that I live in, which is the full-time RV community. A lot of us do things online. Um, I know that I had been working for VIP Kids prior to this. And when everything went into shutdown, because I'm lower on the totem pole, uh, because I'm a newer teacher with VIP Kids, I ended up not getting any classes anymore. So um, because people who had more experience and more time in it had gone from being part-time to being full-time. And it, the, those of us that were doing it... Um, and were new, weren't getting classes anymore. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining about that. I know that there are definitely people who are worse off than we are financially. I'm just illustrating a point that people who were working gig jobs were not able to do them. Um, and my partner, he does Uber in Vegas sometimes, and he was not able to do that because of what was happening. And it's a similar thing. So even if he had gone and done it and take the risk to drive around an Uber, uh, he would be getting less people and less calls because, you know, other people have seniority and because the demand was less. So actually, I don't know that's true. I don't know that it's true that demand was less. And that brings me to the point that, you know, we, we've had to go to Walmart, we've had to go to Home Depot, we've had to go to the grocery store. And the reality is, is that these places are just as busy. There's just as many people in these places. And sometimes, you know, I have, I've spent a lot of time at the Home Depot, um, because I built out two studios. Um, and, uh, Spent a lot of money and a lot of time in Home Depot. And I've never seen it that busy in my whole entire life. I've never seen Home Depot as busy as it was uh, when we were there a week ago in Vegas. The Walmart was so busy that you couldn't even get a parking spot in um, off of Blue Diamond in Las Vegas in the suburbs. So, you know, it, it begs the question that if you can't get it at the grocery store and you can't get it at Home Depot and you can't get it at Walmart, 
then, you know, I guess you can only get it by going to work. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. You can't get it at the fast food place where people wear the same gloves client to client um, and pass over the product to you in a plastic bin that strangers have touched. You can't get it from that, but you can get it from actually going into the restaurant. So I, I just think there's a lot of contradictions here and that the numbers really weren't what they were expecting. Unfortunately, you know, now it's like people have shifted and I'm starting to see a lot of people posting about how, oh, this business isn't going to open and how sad is that, that this, you know, Italian restaurant that was open for 30 years isn't going to open again. But it, I almost feel like I told you so, like I told you this was going to happen. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, how warranted is your fear? So a lot of people can stay inside. A lot of people have houses. Um, a lot of a lot a lot of people that I know are pretty privileged and can afford to stay home and can afford to not work for a period of time. But there is an incredible amount of people that cannot afford that. And as we have been traveling, we have seen a number of people who were full time RVers, not by choice, um, but because there was no other option. And because of that, they've now been displaced and are congregating in areas that normally wouldn't have that many people. Um, you know, that we met a guy who had been living in a casino parking lot. And when this all closed down, they closed the casinos and they kicked everybody out of their parking lots. And so um, now he's living in a rest stop in Kingman, Arizona. There is a huge... RV homeless encampment in Kingman, Arizona at a rest stop that normally we would just stop there an overnight drive by. Uh, there's now, you know, 50 to 75 people at that rest stop that normally would just have maybe three people um, that were literally just driving through. And it's the temperatures are getting really high. It's almost 100 degrees out there. Um, and so they're out there without any air conditioning, without really access to replenishing water. Um, and that's, that's it. Luckily, there's a pit toilet there. I did not go inside it. I can't even imagine what it's like. But that's better than people going to the bathroom all over the trail and all over the area, which is what happens um, when you have a, a group of people who really don't have the resources. Otherwise, um, you know, where they're dumping their tanks there, that kind of thing. So I think it's, you know, it's naive to think everybody could stay home. I don't think that that's really a thing that actually happened. Um, so for those people that say, well, the stay at home is working, there's less cases because of that, I, I encourage them to have actually gone outside because um, traffic wasn't less in Phoenix. Uh, there weren't less people driving around. There were less people on the Strip in Las Vegas, but there certainly weren't less people on Blue Diamond. Um there's just as many people out. All the gas stations are open. Really, the only thing that's closed is inside of restaurants. Some restaurants decided not to do carryout, so they're closed. Uh, and a f like some retail stores are closed, so you can't buy clothing, things like that. Uh, and gyms. 
But all the things that you interact with on a daily basis, the grocery store, the gas station, the Costco, that stuff's all open. And um, I did a search the other day just to see like who was the richest, who's the richest family in in the world. And it's the Walton family, the people that own Walmart. There's not one Walmart that's closed. <laughs> and uh, in fact, Walmart's doing incredible business right now. So I don't know, follow the money, follow the money. That's, that's what I do. Anyhow, um, I hope that people can find a little bit of empathy for those that aren't having the same situation as they are. You know, we aren't all experiencing this the same way. We are definitely experiencing it differently. A friend of mine sent me a really good little poem um, let me find it and I can read it to you. And it, it really expressed for me how we are all experiencing this differently. And it's easy for us to say, you know, it's easy for someone who has to say it's okay, for someone who has a safe place to stay, for someone who has a job to go back to or has a substantial savings or does not have to go out. It's easy for them to say, let's stay locked down. It's okay. You know, but their fear is hurting someone else. There are people that are dying every day because of what you do. There are people that are dying in sweatshops. There are little children that are being exploded, ex- exploited and dying in lithium mines. Um, there, you, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it is, doesn't, it's not happening. Um, So here's another point of view. We are not in the same boat. I heard that we are all in the same boat, but it's not like that. We are in the same storm, but we are not in the same boat. Your ship could be shipwrecked and mine might not be or vice versa. For some, quarantine is optimal. A moment of reflection, of reconnection, easy in flip-flops with a cocktail or coffee. For others, this is a desperate financial and family crisis. For some that live alone, they're facing endless loneliness, while for others, it is peace, rest, and time with their mother, father, sons, and daughters. With the $600 weekly increase in unemployment, some are bringing in more money in their households than they were working. Others are working more hours for less money due to pay cuts or loss in sales. Some families of four just received $3,400 from the stimulus, while other families of four saw $0. Some were concerned about getting a certain candy for Easter, Easter, while others were concerned if there would be enough bread, milk, and eggs for the weekend. Some want to go back to work because they don't qualify for unemployment and are running out of money. Others want to kill those that break the quarantine. Some are home spending two to three hours a day helping their child with online schooling, while others are spending two to three hours a day to educate their children on top of a 10 to 12 hour workday. Some have experienced the near death of the virus. Some have already lost someone from it. And some are not sure if their loved ones are going to make it. Others don't believe this is a big deal. Some have faith in God and expect miracles during this 2020. Others say the worst is yet to come. So friends, we are not in the same boat. We are going through a time when our perceptions and needs are completely different. Each of us will emerge in our own way from this storm. It is very important to see beyond what is seen at first glance, not just looking, actually seeing.
We were all on different ships during this storm, experiencing a very different journey. So best of luck to you all. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day, as wonderful as you can. I'll talk to you next time. 